0: Hello everyone and welcome back to the Anthony Morelliota show, the premier New Jersey-based politics podcast. If you remember from last episode, me and John Kerpis talked about the ongoing Twitter files that are being released by Elon Musk and that will be a continuation of today's episode so as we learn on these twitter files are well mostly i'd say is that twitter influenced the 2020 presidential election by censoring the hunter biden laptop story by putting these labels on candidates and politicians mostly on the right side of the aisle and say that they were promoting misinformation. And obviously, this is pretty, pretty serious. And it's not getting a lot of media coverage. Well, I'm not surprised that CNN, MSNBC, ABC, that they're not reporting on it because they just want people to just move on like like nothing happened. But no, over here at the Anthony Maragliotta show, We search for the truth, and we want to provide you the facts from an independent lens. As I always say, I always strive to be independent on this show and just give you the straight facts from where we see things. So, starting off, looking on part five of the Twitter files that came out this afternoon proved that... The people who worked on Twitter did not believe that for President Donald Trump violated the or their incitement policy. And I mean, look at what happened on January 6, 2021, when Trump specifically said that I know you will peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard. But somehow that's considered inciting a riot, which Everyone knows that that is not true. Trump did not incite violence that day, or instead he wanted peace. And he even condemned the violence on Twitter. And the people who were protesting that day at the Capitol building, they were there for a reason, that they believed that the 2020 election was rigged. So looking to this fifth edition of the Twitter Files, and I quote this article from Fox News, Twitter Files Part 5 Reveals Staffers Who Didn't Believe Trump Violated incitement Policy. And I quote from this article, quote, For years, Twitter had resisted calls, both internal and external, to ban Trump on the ground that blocking a world leader from the platform or removing their controversial tweets would hide important information that people should be able to see and debate. Barry Weiss of the Free Press wrote toward the beginning of her thread on Monday. But after January 6th, as Matt Tibidi and Schellenberger, M.D., have documented pressure grew, both inside and outside of Twitter, to ban Trump. Weiss cited dissenters within Twitter that did not want to ban Trump, including one who wrote, Maybe because I am from China. I deeply understand how censorship can destroy the public conversation. Now, right from what, and and, end quote. So, right from where I read, from what I just read, goes to show that there have always been calls to ban Trump on Twitter. And this is something that, People knew for a while that what Democrats really wanted to see was for Trump to be banned off of Twitter. And if they can ban a former president of the United States, then they can probably ban you too. Look at what's been going on with the January 6th committee. How that's pretty much all political theater. And most people already know that Trump did not incite Violence that day. And instead it's just a committee just to go after Republicans to make the Republicans look bad. But majority of Americans know that that is not the case. The majority of Americans have moved on from January 6th. So continuing with this article. And I'm going to pull up a tweet. So... Again, continuing with the same article, and I quote, but voices like that one appear to have been a distinct minority within the company. Across Slack channels, many Twitter employees were upset that Trump hadn't been banned earlier. Wise wrote, after January 6th, Twitter employees organized and demand their employer ban Trump. There's a lot of employee adv- advocacy happening, said one Twitter employee. End quote. But another thing that's also pretty interesting is that Michelle Obama was the one who also started the calls to ban Trump after January 6th. And think of that. If you're going to listen to a former first lady to ban a sitting president of the United States, that is completely wrong. Completely wrong. And I know Elon Musk has now reinstated Trump and all these, like you know, People, most people, mostly on the left are saying that Elon Musk is making Twitter more hostile. When obviously that's not true. It's just that he is now giving people on all sides of where you lean, whether you're far left, far right, moderate right, moderate left, centrist, that Twitter is a platform where no matter where your beliefs are, you are allowed to express how you feel. And that is what's so big about our First Amendment, freedom of speech. How you can express how you feel about a certain matter and say what needs to be said in your opinion. But the communists who work on Twitter don't want that. They just believe that whatever they say to believe is true is actually true. And that if you don't agree with me, then you're just a racist, you're a xenophobe, you're misinformed. But that is what makes America great. There, We are a country where we can have these civil debates. And it's good to uh look at where other people stand because there's why some people who come from different backgrounds than you. And then they discover why they lean a certain way. Like, for example, uh, when I was on Twitter the other day, I had one of the uh, Twitter accounts, Jersey Jackass, say that I'm an ever Trumper, which obviously is not true. I supported Donald Trump in 2020 when he ran for president for re election. But right now, I'm supporting Ron DeSantis because I believe that we need to go in a different direction and pretty much. Just in, in, the, in the Republican Party as a whole, if you look at the kind of stuff that Ron DeSantis has done as governor, he's done a phenomenal job. And I also believe that governors also make good presidents because they know how to negotiate, they know how to legislate, and they already they already know how to run a state. So going to be president would be a smooth transition for them. Now, I'm going to read more of the article that I have up, and I quote, Regarding Trump's last tweet announcing he was not attending President Biden's inauguration, Twitter's safety team concluded at the time, It's a clear no VO. It is just to say he's not attending the inauguration. To provide context about the historic nature of Trump's ban from Twitter, why should tweets from controversial world leaders who, wore, who were allowed to remain on the platform? Like Iran's Ayatollah Ali Khamenei, who in 2018 wrote, Hashtag "#Israel is a malignant, cancerous tumor in the West Asian region that has to be removed and eradicated. It is possible, and it will happen." He faced zero consequences. Twitter deleted a 2020 tweet from Malaysian Prime Minister Mahathir Mohammed, who said it was a right for Muslims to kill millions of French people and said that the tweet glorifies violence. But the leader remained on the platform. Twitter gave similar treatment to Nigeria President Muhammadu Bahari. Less than 90 minutes after Twitter employees had determined that Trump's tweets were not in violation of Twitter policy, Vijaya Gaddle, Twitter's head of legal policy and trust, asked whether it could, in fact, be coded incitement to further violence. Was reported, a few minutes later, Twitter employees on the scale enforcement team suggest that Trump's tweet may have violated Twitter's glorification of violence policy if you interpreted the phrase American patriots to refer to the rioters, end quote. So right there, and what we have been talking about for a while now, about how these terrorists are allowed to call for the killings of people in different countries and how they think it's a right for people to kill these people, glorifying terrorism. It's just wrong. Like You're going to have those standards for those people, but the sitting president of the United States, who also happens to be the most powerful man in the world, loses that privilege. It's just ridiculous. It'd basically be the same if I believe that Hakeem Jeffries, if I disagree with something he said, and you know there's nothing there really is nothing I agree with him about. But if he's just expressing his opinion, then that must mean that he's allowed to be on the platform. But what else is there to talk about? Like, it's the same with people who think I'm a never trumper or a rhino. Like, again, that is their opinion. They can call me that if they want to. And I will say that's not true because I am not a rhino and I'm not a never trumper. I really just look at myself as a concerned citizen who wants things to be common sense, going back to those days of common sense and not have these polarized politics in our lives. It's something to think about. Other than that, I believe Elon Musk re Donald Trump was definitely the right move. I know there were some people on the left who did say that banning Trump was bad, but there are also some people who think, and this is majority of people on the left, where they think that banning Trump was the greatest idea ever. Like, imagine if Adolf Hitler was still alive today, and he called for the mass banning or mass killings of Jews. And I would say by my standards, from what I said, I definitely believe that Adolf Hitler should be banned off of Twitter for just like, for basically inciting violence against a religion. It's, It's totally ridiculous. Just for a quick programming announcement, we will have one last episode coming out next week. And that will be our Christmas special. And we will be reviewing the winners and losers of 2022. Until next time, this is Anthony Maragliotta signing off. I'll see you soon, everybody.